Welcome back to another Run the Damn Ball podcast. It has been a day since Nebraska last kicked off their game against Michigan and what was a thrilling game, especially in the second half. Down 13-0, going into the third quarter. Along with overcoming some terrible calls from referees, Nebraska came back and made the game a barn burner in the second half. Unfortunately, we lost 32-29 as we were not able to finish the game on offense. It was another heartbreaker. I feel like we are a TV show at this point. Um, but anyway, my guest on today is Caden Hager, sports reporter from the Daily Nebraskan. Caden, where were you when you were watching this game? Um, I was actually working at the game. I was taking photos for the Daily Nebraskan down on the field. Um, but man, it, it was a for real experience on Memorial Stadium on Saturday night, man. It felt like felt like Memorial Stadium how it should be, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying there? It should be how exciting, how loud it was in there. Oh, for sure. I remember today I went to uh, Southwest Pit Barbecue downtown with some friends around noon, and the guy there was talking to me about the game. I told him that it was the most exciting atmosphere we've had that I've ever seen at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And and I think uh, I, it's probably in comparison to the 2014 Miami game. That, that was just a wild one. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were going crazy mm-hmm. the entire game, and luckily mm-hmm. they won that one too. But, you know, like – the even the first half when we didn't score a single point, like there were times when the crowd, like if our defense get a stop or whatever it was, mm-hmm. would just roar. And mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I was getting chills. I was mm-hmm. up in the Karen U like pre, uh, box, mm-hmm. broadcast box up in the <clears throat> west side of the stadium. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and man, um, yeah, I was getting chills up there because you can hear. I mean, when you're on the field, the crowd is kind of like around you but yeah. when you're up you can kind of just hear it differently and yeah, yeah it was a great experience even though we lost yeah so and like i'm getting go back to your point about the crowd just like when i was down there on the field that was the first time i had ever been down on the field shooting pictures i had always been in the student section that's awesome but man just everything around you man i could not imagine being michigan walking into that environment i mean holy cow it was that first defensive possession i don't think i've ever heard it that loud in there it but, was so loud. I mean, they got a they mm-hmm. got a false start immediately. Oh yeah, false start right away. I mean, my brother was in the north side, and the north side's not as loud as the south side because of the students. And my brother told me he goes, "Man, the north side stands are shaking right now." He goes, "I feel like this thing could collapse any second. This is how loud and how how exciting it is in here right now." Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, that's that is what really uh, drives Nebraska just from a recruiting standpoint. Mm-hmm. People like forget that. These recruits visit schools all over the country. They mm-hmm. go to the West Coast. They go, you know, who know, mm-hmm. all over the place. And you go to a game in California, or you, and you go to a game in Nebraska, and it's a totally different thing. Oh you yeah, you do not have very many fans if you're in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. You don't have very many fans if you're in half the Big Twelve, or you know, a lot of other places. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Minnesota, um, Northwestern, a lot of these schools. But mm-hmm. Nebraska, it is like we are um, yeah. Georgia, Alabama level, mm-hmm. A&M level of fans. So. Yeah, like I'm going to go back to that. Like, yesterday I kind of caught a glimpse of the Arkansas Old Miss game. It's a top 15 game. you think it would be a sellout crowd. No. Old Miss had empty seats left and right. Oh, um, yeah. And I'm just like, Nebraska's what been a four-win team every year the last five years, and we yeah. still sell it out. Every game, and every it is game. still loud every game. But Old Miss is a top fifteen team right now, and they can't even sell out a crowd. Yeah. And they're supposed to be in the best conference in the country. So I think recruits definitely see that when they come looking mm-hmm. at Nebraska, they go, "Wow!" I mean, they're they only they only win they've only won four games the last five or every year the last five years, and man, there's still ninety thousand people packed in here and as loud as it was on Saturday night. 
it was it made me wish I was a fan at that time instead of being I mean me and you were kind of doing similar stuff I was doing stats for Karen mm-hmm. you you were but anyway um did you have any like expectations going into this game uh I just I knew we were gonna play with them I knew we weren't gonna go out there and lay an egg I mean it just had a different feeling walking into the stadium on Saturday night I mean heck even in warm-ups I mean you could feel it you could just feel it something's different in here tonight it's gonna be a game and we were gonna fight until the end but I didn't I wasn't a hundred percent sure if we were gonna win the game because we are Nebraska we do shoot ourselves in the foot quite a bit yeah yeah you know what I mean there but oh my I knew I but Honestly, that crowd was way louder than I – the place was way louder than I expected it to be. Northwestern, we were just, like, happy to have a night football game, mm-hmm. and we just had a good time. This was different. Mm-hmm. This way, actually meant something. This was way different than that game. Mm-hmm. This just was the crowd and everything. This was kind of a, a moment where you thought Frost could – this could be, like, the turnaround moment, you know? Yeah. You beat a top-10 team, and then we have, like, what? We have Ohio State that's top-10. Well, Iowa Iowa's is now going to be ranked number two, probably. Yep, and then we have one more. I um, I believe no, I think that's it. Cause yeah, yeah, just the two: Minnesota, Purdue, and Wisconsin are not ranked. No, no, but people expected Wisconsin to be good, but they're not. No, they're just, they're not. Wisconsin's not what they are have been in the past, but yeah, yeah. The uh, their running back, they have a running back who just you know, kicked off the team today. What Minnesota? Yeah. Oh no, no, Wisconsin did. Wisconsin did. Yeah, I didn't Jaylen see that. Jalen Berger. I think he was like a four star. Huh. So he he's not on their team anymore. Um, they're not quite what they were. But I remember telling people Friday night, and I kind of I'm not trying to say this to be like, oh, I'm like I knew what was going to happen. I actually wish that I was wrong. But I remember telling people it's going to come out of the wire, mm-hmm. and we're going to see whether or not we're going to get like that ready to get over the hump. Mm-hmm tomorrow because mm-hmm. I knew it was going out of the wire and I knew we were going to have a chance to win and we did mm-hmm. uh, we even got the ball back when we were down three after the Martinez fumble mm-hmm. and so and completed a pass a ten, what was it 12 yard pass it was like pass a 15 right, yard pass right away and I was like oh yeah let's go we're going to we're going to go down score I was, ah, man I felt it too but yeah um, and like even yeah those last two drives it was just a different feeling like the dr- last drive against Oklahoma I'm like we're not going to go down score I knew it Illinois I knew it we Illinois were. we but just Michigan, I'm like, we're gonna go down and score. And we're gonna win this. We're gonna win this game. I but it, yeah, um, just caught a bad break again. I, I remember. Oh, I hate to say, it. Okay. the play Martinez fumbled before the play. I started one. I I saw that we were gonna run a QB draw. You could see it. Oh coming. yeah, when you mo- every time Frost motions that eye no. back out, he's trying to get all the direction to go with the eye back and get those middle backers to flare out with him. Every single dude on the in the stadium, every, no, everyone knew man, where the ball was going. Child go. knew that. Martinez is running up the middle. We weren't going to give it to Ramirez up the middle. It was Martinez's time. So maybe I'll like add this in if on the YouTube version. But when Martinez is running on that, mm-hmm. so Vokalek is pulling to the left. Yes. If he would have followed Vokalek to the left, mm-hmm. he would have scored. Like he would have scored or got near scoring. I actually hundred percent agree because I was on the would be the towards the south side end zone on the sideline and I saw exactly what you're talking about that hole was right there every but, single Michigan defender was within three yards of line of scrimmage mm-hmm. and if he would have taken off it would have been like a 50 yard gain at least oh exactly but and we should have got a first down anyway it's just mm-hmm. and y'all know what happened on that play if you're listening to this so yeah um we still had it and you know we could even go into the ref calls too mm-hmm. I, I don't know if we want to do that a ton but we had a chance to win the game, regardless mm-hmm. of the refs. The refs did suck. 
both ways. I would say more so our way, but they yeah, did they had both ways. They their crucial calls that were against us came at more crucial moments True. than Michigan's. Um, like Martinez's fumble, I thought his momentum was stopped, and I think a lot of people did too. But everyone was just tired of arguing with it. The, the biggest Doman pass the, interference. The the Doman one wasn't even pass interference. Garrett Nelson was actually getting held like crazy on that play. He had a forearm completely around his throat. They'll never call holding. No, they'll never see that. But, um, but and then the biggest one. Me and you talked about this before the game. Uh, was that muff punt down towards our end zone? Mm-hmm. That they called a joint possession. I mean, I was right there in the end zone, and it was clear as day that Phelan Sanford, number 37, recovered it. That's the first time I heard that from anyone, but you had a view that no one had. Yeah, I was right there on the field, and it was clear as day that he had it. But then, of course, a Michigan guy jumps Just on top. lays on top of him, and yeah. And then they call it a joint possession, but it was clear as day that we had the possession. So I And the ref was, the back judge was right there. Right beside, like literally, like in my bird's eye view, right there, and he should have been able to see that. So I think part of the fix to for the refs to kind of give Michigan the benefit of the doubt in a lot of situations is that they were they're a ranked undefeated team, mm-hmm. and these are Big Ten refs. Mm-hmm. They're going to rig it for the team that they want to have a better resume. Oh yeah, definitely. Because that's just how it works. In all honesty, yeah, they want a Big Ten team to make it to the college football playoff, and Michigan and Iowa are probably the top two contenders right now. Ohio State's. They're getting there. They're getting there, but that loss to Oregon really killed them. But, yeah, I see what you're definitely saying there on that one. Something that I was explaining yesterday a little bit to someone, I think people were quick to blame Adrian for the loss, which is stupid because we would never even have been in that situation Everyone goes him. to blame the quarterback right He away. had an incredible game minus an interception and a mm-hmm. fumble, mm-hmm. Um, really. Mm-hmm. And so um, – but on that – what was I going to say? <laughs> Something that I've noticed, and I hate that this is the case, but I feel like he doesn't exactly have, like, the closer ability to just, like, go finish mm-hmm. a game off when in the crunch time. I I mean, maybe we could fi- like, look back and find games where he has, but there's so many times when he hasn't. Well, part of being a quarterback, because I was a quarterback in high school, being in those crucial times is having the confidence, like, knowing you've done it before you've went down and scored the last two minutes but we haven't done that so maybe he's lacking that last two minute confidence oh he knows exactly what to do you see what I'm saying there a little bit maybe he's still trying to get over that hump of making that last big play that we need for me it's like I almost feel it Mm -hmm. for instance on that third and one Mm -hmm. I was like really just I couldn't even look at some points Mm -hmm. before he fumbled yeah I didn't know he was gonna fumble obviously but I yeah you can kind of feel it with our team and it's not when we're on defense either it's when we're on offense and we have a chance to either like go win like take the lead or like Mm -hmm. close out a game Mm -hmm. on offense I I can feel it I don't know if anyone else can feel it like this but it's like it's like we're scared to go and like Mm -hmm. finish it Mm-hmm. We're scared of messing up. We're we're it's like we're worried that we're going to mess up mm-hmm. so that we yeah. don't go and do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. do you feel that? Yeah, I kind of felt that too, and I almost feel like we make mistakes at not a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like we're not going like Adrian, like he said, he was standing straight up because he thought the play was over, and the whistle still hadn't blown yet. So I don't know if he was quite given it at all at the end, but I think he would have. But I don't know. 
Yeah, it's, and plus it's like they've been playing for three hours. So the, oh, the word <laughs> I was looking exhausted. the word I was looking for is timid. Maybe we're playing a little timid at the end. We're trying we're trying hard not to make a mistake instead of just playing football. That's the word I was kind of looking for there. Yeah, I, he just I don't want to talk bad about him. I don't want to talk. No, about he's any a great players. quarterback. Yeah, I think he's a really good quarterback for about fifty five minutes. Mm-hmm. I think towards the end of games, mm-hmm. he plays to not lose. Mm-hmm. And it may not even be him. Maybe it's our entire offense. Yeah. Plays to not yeah. lose. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. if we would just play to win, mm-hmm. um, I think that we could be a team that only has maybe two mm-hmm. losses right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. We're four plays away from being seven and zero. Yeah, we could we could have, we mm-hmm. could have a team that only has maybe a loss or two at most. And a game is not lost by one player; it's lost by the entire team. I mean, yeah. Adrian has not technically lost this. I mean, may, you could maybe put the loss on him last night, but he really didn't. There's a lot of different things that happen for us to win the game, so I wouldn't put that loss. I mean, there was the big play at the end, the fumble, but I still wouldn't put it on him. There's still a lot of different plays that could have happened. For us to win that game and like special teams have killed us this year especially like in michigan <coughs> state um but yeah i would never put a loss yeah, on one player i really liked our offense though mm-hmm. in the second half first half we had like that first drive but yeah our offense was sneaky like good at times because that wheel route that ramir johnson scored on yep. came out of nowhere mm-hmm. that came out of nowhere. that was yeah. amazing yeah the austin allen touchdown was just set up all game it that was, was great, just was, set up to happen it was a great read it was just a simple zone read um uh, by martinez he was like just reading the middle linebacker and the middle linebacker it just popped up and it was an easy just give and Boom. dump right over the middle linebacker in daylight for days for austin allen that was awesome um that little tricky design play to Falk on the screen pass. Mm-hmm. That was super cool. And then that you know, the last drive we had that we scored where Martinez ran it in. I think that was a really like just Ramirez had a big run. Mm-hmm. I think we may have had a big pass play. I'm trying to remember. Um but yeah, that was a great drive too. So that's why it felt like when we were, you know, tied twenty nine twenty nine, it felt like, you mm-hmm. know, we had just scored four touchdowns that half. Mm-hmm. It felt like Okay, this is where we actually do get over the hump. So, mm-hmm. and yeah. what I'm also gonna say is, if we would have played like we did in the first, in the if we would have played like we did in the second half in the first half, we would have won that game probably 45-32. Yeah, I mean, our offense wasn't clicking at all. We couldn't move the ball in the first half, but we finally got it clicking in the second half. Um, I if I were Frost in the first quarter, I probably would have kicked that field goal. On the first drive, hindsight, yes, because in a big game like that, you almost just have to take what you can get, especially when you're the underdog. Just take the points. In hindsight, yeah, I agree. And especially on a good defense like Michigan, because their front four is really, really good. So it was hard to get a good push on the O line to run anything up the middle or anything like that. It's hard to say how the game plays out if we do score mm-hmm. on that fourth and three or fourth and two, but we're at the three. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say how the game plays out. I, maybe Michigan never goes for two when you know mm-hmm. in certain you know certain situations are going to be different. But if we score a touchdown on that fourth and three, in hindsight, we win the game. Mm-hmm. If we kick a field goal, we might win the game. You know, mm-hmm. it's so it's really hard yeah. to know for sure. And it's like if we would have scored a touchdown there, maybe it would have got our offense clicking more. And more the we, first half. I mean, it's scoring on your first drive is always a great way to get the game started. So it's, yeah. there's so many conspiracy theories of what could happen, what ifs, and stuff like that. For sure. 
I mean, Michigan had some really good players, and they put together a good game. Um, and we just, we had a chance. I, th- I don't know if we can really go into much more of the game. I The only thing I wish I would have seen from our offense, besides that we didn't have much in the first half, was like we didn't get bats the ball once. And our run game, re- I mean, really has never caught on completely in this season, I, besides Northwestern, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, Yant only had three carries, and they pulled him because of uh, – he had a he misstepped on a run and went the wrong way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and we just we try to run it up the middle between the a gap and b gap way too much. I think because we just can never get anything going up the front. We've never really busted one up the middle before this year. I mean, where we get most of our production in the red game is Martinez scrambles and run between the tackles, but running between the center and guard it really hasn't been effective at all this year. And we still continue to do that. Have you ever noticed that? It's like. We do it because we're trying to set up other things in the offense, Mm -hmm. which I respect that. Yeah. I think I'd like to see us throw it a little bit more, as we are on the Run the Damn Ball podcast. I would like to see us throw it a little bit more, especially like Toure or Allen, you know. We have a set of wide receivers that is really good, and I would put them up to about any core in the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. I mean, Xavier Betts, Omar Manning, um, Oliver Martin. He had a big catch that was like – I still actually haven't watched the replay of that. That was an incredible catch. Yeah, well, see, I was in the ends, the end zone, the south end zone when that happened, and I didn't see the tip by the corner, and I was like, "What the heck? Where'd that ball go?" And then all of a sudden, Oliver Martin's running down the sideline, and I had to watch the replay to see what actually happened. Yeah, that one was <coughs> Wester Camp like. Mm-hmm. I think one other thing that needs to be mentioned because you got to give Michigan some credit. They mm-hmm. did sustain drives in a way that I hadn't really seen any team do against us this year. Mm-hmm. Not even really Oklahoma, uh, because mm-hmm. they were able to run the ball in the second half. I mean, we were able to force field goals and should have only forced three field goals in the first half. You take away mm-hmm. that dome and dumb. I'm going to call it dumbass penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were able to run the ball well with Haskins and Corum at times in the second half, and I didn't see a team run on us really like that. Maybe Oklahoma a little bit, but not quite. No, and Michigan really didn't do anything flashy, nothing complicated. It was just basic dives, sweeps. A lot sim- of the same simple stuff. Out, simple court comeback out routes, post routes. There was nothing really complicated to their offense. It was just a basic offense pro style. You know Jim Harbaugh, that's how he runs his offense. They did the same thing we do where we throw a tight end at a – defensive end and then everyone else blocks down mm. which is effective mm-hmm. but um i think that's pretty much all we can really say about that game i don't know if there's anything more you want to add no no i there's not much else to add i mean it's a heartbreaker again but i mean yeah. it's only going to get better and i i agree with frost he's when he says we're almost there i i see it i i don't know if you see it but i see it um we're doing the right things we're 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 young on offense I think because all our O line is all pretty much freshman, sophomore, and a junior. Zickerman's a junior, but this is first year starting, so mm-hmm. we're really young. And we started everywhere. a true freshman at left tackle last week, Teddy. Yeah, and he started this week again. I think he was at right tackle this week. Was he at right? He may no, maybe I'm wrong on that. I can't remember because I, well, I remember seeing Bryce go in at right, mm-hmm. and Turner was left. Yep, yep. So maybe that's what no, it was. Yeah, Turner went to right. And then Teddy was at left. And then when Teddy got hurt, they put Bryce in. They at, flipped him. They flipped him, exactly. Okay. And then our Ramirez, only a redshirt freshman, technically, technically because yeah. of COVID. Um, Martinez is still technically a junior, so he could come back next year if he wants to because of COVID. 
Um, Omar's still a junior. Betts is a freshman, technically. Yes. So, I mean, our offense, there's a bright future. I mean, let's just say Martinez doesn't even come back next year. Logan Smothers has come in and done some great things for Nebraska, so I'm very confident in whoever's in that quarterback next year. I don't think we're going to see much of a drop-off in our offense, maybe mm. in our defense. but Yeah, our there's a lot of veterans on that defense. That's true. But, no, our offense isn't has a bright future, I think. Like Frost's first year, he had a bunch of seniors on that team from Riley. That's true. And then he came. we came in the next year with a bunch of expectations, and we were so stupid young. That was maybe our 2019 team was maybe our worst, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it was our worst team. Last year. With, with Frost. Yeah, yeah. Last definitely. year was a little bit better. Yeah, I would say so. Because um, of the defense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. But, no, I think our offense is in great hands for the next three years, honestly. I agree. I think I'm just going to go ahead and give my opinions here, and I'll make a quick note. I think part of why Ramir Johnson starts mm-hmm. is because of his ability to catch out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. I think it's better than – any of the other guys we got at that running back. Yeah, I would agree. Um, when was it the Michigan State game? He had got his first start. See, I think it was Oklahoma. I mean, he was splitting carries at against. No, it Oklahoma. might have been Oklahoma. He came out. No, Irvin no. played. It was about 50-50 Irvin and Johnson. That yeah, game, but he came but out. Got hurt. One of those games, the first series, and I go, "What is Ramir doing out there?" Because when I look at Ramir, he doesn't look like a power five eye back. You know, he's not that six two two twenty five. Traditional power True. running a four six forty eye back. He's a little guy, so I question like how much he could actually take like from a Big Ten conference game. Like how many hits he could take, but man, he's really proven that he can. He's tough. He's tough, man. I mean, last night he almost had two hundred yards total offense. He had over hundred yards receiving. Um, but yeah, I I love Ramirez. I think he's a great weapon out of the backfield. Is <sighs> once he get if he gets utilized the right way and Ross has done a really good job of utilizing him the right way. I agree. Okay, so this is what I was going to say. Um I don't even know if I voiced this at all on Twitter or YouTube or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh but after the Illinois game, I had moved on from the idea of Frost being the long-term coach for us. I mean, I also had an open mind and said I'll watch the rest of the season and like normal and be the fan that I am, but I was kind of like, after that Illinois game, I was like, man, mm-hmm. we're not good. Like, Illinois is bad, and we just did that. I th- I think after that game, like, Frost coaching, he started to coach different. I think he's tougher on the kids than he used to be, you know what I mean? Maybe so. I've read a lot of stuff that he hadn't, hadn't, hasn't been a pleasant person to be around since we started losing after that Illinois game. He's a lot more attention to detail. He's very hard on them now. I mean, he's getting after them about the little stuff. And that's what I was going to say. We... You know, did what we were supposed to do against Fordham, did what we were supposed to do against Buffalo. Should have had more points, but we had the same refs that we had last night in that game, and they suck. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Oklahoma, Michigan State, Northwestern, and last night, we are a totally different team right now than we were six weeks ago. Oh, it's drastic. It's, if we play Illinois again, we beat them. We by beat 30. them by thirty, exactly. Maybe even worse than against Northwestern, to be honest. I just. Week zero, we we weren't used to. We usually have a home game to begin the season. I don't think we were used to going on the road to begin the season. Yeah. Um, we just got outplayed and didn't play well. That's just how it goes. Oh, exactly, 100%. I mean, we didn't – we had – if we take away that game for rush yards, we I mean, we're top 10 in the country in rush yards per game because we only rushed for like 
Besi- we didn't rush well that game. We could. Martinez had over a hundred, but I think our backs combined for like sixty that game. It might have even been worse. Like it might have been worse than that. But like ever since then, it's just been we've skyrocketed in um, uh, in that category. Yeah, we're a far different team, and that's why I say that's how I felt about you know for us their head coach you know a month and a half ago or whatever it was. Mm. But now I'm at a different place where. I see the progress we've made. If you look back at 2018, we lost to Michigan like 56 to 10. Yeah, we went up there and just got absolutely blown out. And they're about the same. I mean, we didn't have Adrian that game really. I mean, he was. Injured. Yeah, he was partially. Injured, but at the yeah. same time, Michigan's about the same level they were then, mm-hmm. right now, and we just went toe to toe with them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, I don't think that we're gonna, in my opinion. Of all the things that have gone wrong for us, I don't think we're going to plateau as that team that's good but mm-hmm. finds a way to always lose. That's mm-hmm. not going to be the norm mm-hmm. here forever. No. Eventually, we're going to break through mm-hmm. and just start winning the games. More and more, we're going to win games that are close and just move on from there. I, that's what I think we're, is going to happen. I think, so I'm sticking with Frost. I, I, I agree 100%. I mean, I was talking to my brother last night after the game. I go, man, once we break through, man, the sky's the limit for us. Um, I think once that breakthrough happens, we're gonna we're gonna just become a contender every year, almost in the Big Ten West. Um, yeah, I agree. We have the talent, mm-hmm. and I would even say, from what we've seen on the defense and just the offensive progression with the O line and everything, uh, just in the last couple of games, we have the de- we have the coaches and the team to win the Big Ten West. It's not oh, going to happen this year, definitely. probably. But no, it's yeah. After last night. Iowa probably isn't going to lose enough games or for us to even no. Have a they chance. they don't play a tough schedule at all. They have a cupcake schedule. Uh huh. They had us and us and Penn State are their two toughest games left. They don't. Even, they play like Illinois. And they yeah they just beat Penn State. So they really yeah. it's like the Big Ten West is what they have left, mm-hmm. and then us. Mm-hmm. And, and so it ain't going to be no cakewalk on Black Friday when they have to come. No, it's going to be, be a fight. Link Memorial Stadium will be hopping that game because you know how much we hate Iowa. And the hatred for Iowa and us losing to Iowa like the last six years has been so painful for all Nebraska fans. It has. This is what I hate about Iowa. I'm just going to go off. They are the most boring team to watch in mm-hmm. college football. All they do is line up and power eye and run the football. They run the football and they just take their sweet old time and they run tight end play action for four yards mm-hmm. and they just do the same crap. They do the little stuff right. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't do anything big, flashy, or anything. They just do this little detailed stuff, and that wins them a ton of games. They're a team from, like, 2005, mm-hmm. and they're playing in 2021 as if they're in 2005, mm-hmm. but it works because they don't really mess up. Yeah, definitely, but... Yeah, that, that we can look forward to that game later. Before I move on to talking about a little about Minnesota, I want to give a shout-out to... Uh, Triple B's printing here in Lincoln, Nebraska. They make Nebraska-oriented shirts and cool stuff like that, um, like a shirt that says Run the Damn Ball or uh, uh, Cows, Fullbacks, and Corn, stuff like that, just awesome shirts. So give them a big shout-out. Go check their stuff out. Get one of their shirts, especially if you love Nebraska. Uh, so moving on to the Minnesota game, I haven't really thought much about this game because I've Mm-mm. been thinking about yesterday a whole lot today. Yeah, I think about everyone else has too. But uh, Minnesota's beatable. They 
lost their top running back in their first game against Ohio State. Ibrahim had already gone for like 150 or something with two touchdowns against them. Yeah, he was unstoppable that game pretty much. He looked scary. I remember thinking like when we faced them, that's going to be scary. But he got hurt that game, mm-hmm. unfortunately for him. Uh, I think he was probably going to have a great year. And then their other running back who was their main after he got hurt, Potts, he got injured in their last game and – I think he was in the hospital for a while. And yeah, that's what you're saying. So I don't know if that guy's – I doubt that guy's going to play. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be, you know, as formidable in their run game as they have against us the last two years. So I think if there's any time to beat Minnesota, it's right now. Oh, definitely. And um, we haven't had really good luck going to Minnesota the last couple times. Um, but, I mean, we also – last couple times we've also had to go there in November when it's also negative two and snowing out, it seems like. Yeah, it's been pretty cold there, yeah. But I I don't know. I think we're going to go up there pissed off about last week, about how much we lost, and I think we're going to go up there and make a statement, kind of like what we did against Northwestern. I mean, it won't be – I'd love to see that. It would lo- I would love to see it too. I don't know if it will be that much of a butt beating, but um, – I don't know. I just think we're going to go up with the mentality and we're going to take all of our anger out from last week to Minnesota. I agree. I think it could be a close game because regardless of having their two top two running backs out, they're probably going to still be able to run the ball a little bit Mm -hmm. because of their Mm O-line. And Morgan, as you said before that we even started recording this, uh, hasn't had a very good season as their quarterback. Mm -hmm. And so... I think we are the better team. I would say that right now. We are the better team. Mm-hmm. Um, offensively, yeah. yeah. Defensively, yeah. So we need to go win this game. Oh, and um, definitely. They we lost to Bowling Green. Okay, like we should go kick their ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like those, like the games, like the Buffalo game and the Fordham game, they weren't even close to us. And that would – Minnesota playing Bowling Green was like us playing Buffalo. Oh, almost. yeah. So, Buffalo and, would probably beat Bowling Green too. Buffalo is one of oh, the better yeah. MAC teams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so uh, – and this is definitely a must-win this week. We have to win this game. Yeah, to go bowling, and I still think, I firmly believe we could win out. In we my, we could. In my honest opinion, oh, Ohio, State's oh, Ohio State is Ohio State, but their the off or their defense, excuse me, is also giving up 425 yards a game, and we also have one of the top three rushing offenses, rushing offense and total offenses in the country right now. I mean, we're sitting like top 15 nationally in every category. Damn. I mean. Last week, ESPN came out with their power index, and we were 21st out of 3-3. and I know. And, I mean, that just shows that they know how good we are as a football team. We just haven't. And we played one of the toughest schedules in the country, too. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I firmly believe we can win out because Ohio State coming to Lincoln ain't going to be easy for Ohio State, especially if it's going to be like what it was on Saturday night. Because, I mean, holy cow, man, that was a scene. Hey, we'll run it back. Yeah, I'll do. I'll. I'll. And thing is, I'll probably be in the stands that time. So mm-hmm. I mean, that if it's like that, man, Ohio State's gonna have so many problems coming there. Um, Iowa, you know, it's gonna be rocking Black Friday, right? Oh yeah, state state line game. Um, man, I I firmly believe we can be an eight and four team going bowling, and then I look forward to next year too because I mean our schedule is not tough at all. It's not as tough as it was this year at all. And we get Oklahoma at home. And we get Oklahoma at home. The toughest game we have next year is we have to go to Ann Arbor. I mean, going to the big house and winning is... We play them now six years in a row, Michigan. Yeah. And I'm happy about it. I, I, go, I'd rather play a Michigan than a Rutgers or every a, year. I, or Ohio State. Or, I mean, heck, I'd rather start <laughs> playing Penn State every year. Yeah. I mean, but... So, the I looked at the 
weather here in Minneapolis. It's gonna be looks like it's gonna be like sixty degrees as a high on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So no, it won't be the cold game that it, mm-hmm. that it has been the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And that's the only game that I really want to focus on right now because we want to go to a bowl and we have a bowl caliber team. We have the oh, talent. Def- and Definitely. ability to go to a bowl and kick like Stanford's yeah. ass or whoever it's going to be. Oh yeah. So uh, Minnesota is the biggest game on our schedule because it's the next game, and uh, we got to win that one for sure. And I'll probably come out with a score prediction on Twitter sometime this week, but I haven't really thought a ton about it. I haven't thought about a ton either. Um, I would say we're going to put up over forty on them. Really? I, th- I think our offense is clicky. I mean, Michigan had one of the toughest defenses in the country. And we put 30 on them, pretty much. Yeah. So I don't see why any means we can go put 40 on a Minnesota. I agree. Because they don't have the players that Michigan has. Because Michigan's all four or five-star players. That Michigan defense was really fast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, their D-line, their front seven was freaking amazing, man. Holy cow, they were flying all over the place. Yeah, I think that I think that wraps everything up. Um, the goal is to make a bowl. Mm-hmm. And until then, run the damn ball.